are so excited that you joined us for worship. Our pastors and church family are praying that the favor of God will be on your life and that this word will help propel you into greater purpose. We hope that you are blessed by the following message. Come on, he's here. That's what you sense right now happening in the room. It's the presence of God. He's here. He's here to heal you, to refresh you, to replenish your strength. Thank you, Lord that you're making us strong men and women and that we're walking in your plan for our lives in Jesus name we pray come on just give him a good hand of praise all over the building you can do better than that come on clap your hands all you people somebody just shout hallelujah in here oh come on shout hallelujah glory you may be seated in the presence of the Lord Nothing like the house of God. Nothing like the house of God. I want you to grab your Bibles very quickly. Luke chapter 14, verse number 16. You can begin my clock, please. Luke chapter 14, verse number 16. I want to not only welcome those that are here in the building, but help me thank God for our online viewers that are watching us live all over the world. Come on, you can do better than that. Let them feel welcome. There are literally now hundreds of people from all over the world that are partaking in our worship experience. We're excited about growing this presence and being able to reach people in the nations of the world. Isn't that good? Luke chapter 14 and verse 16. Are you there? I'll begin reading. The Bible says, then he said to him, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to those who were invited, saying, come for all things already now. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled, It's Ready. It's Ready. Thank you all so much. Um, we are starting a brand new series today entitled, The Table. Everybody say, The Table. And we're going on a journey for the next four weeks here in Luke chapter number 14. Um, we're gonna go on a journey to learn what this table is all about and how it connects to your life. Years ago, I did a single message on this scripture and we were, we were pushed by God to do a complete series and I believe that this is going to be one that is written down in the history books of our series um, as transformative in your life. And God is going to awaken you to what not only he wants to do in your life, but what he wants to do in the lives of those that are around you. Luke chapter number 14 is a parable. Um, it is a parable. And I want to help you to kind of understand uh, what a parable is. And if you really look at the root word of parable, it's the word parabola. And this is what it means. Para means to come alongside, but bolo means uh, uh, to, to, to throw or to see with. So the parables are to bring you into a level of understanding. Jesus 
was a man who taught by parables. He was actually one of the greatest storytellers that you could ever meet, uh, probably the greatest storyteller of all time. Because Jesus had the ability to hide a truth in a saying or in a story and to pull you into that truth and to see it manifest in your life. And this, and most parables use, use inanimate objects, and sometimes people, but many times inanimate objects to be able to explain a particular spiritual truth or to explain a, explain a, a particular idea. And for this series, the, 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 the thing that God is going to use to talk to us is the idea of the table. The table. Um, if you read the scripture in Luke chapter 14 and verse 16, uh, the, the, the scripture really starts by helping us to understand the time in which the table was set. The time in which the table was set. In Luke chapter 14, verse 16, the Bible says again, Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and he sent his servant at supper time. Now, everything in Scripture is, is symbolic. I mean, it all, there are symbols, there are, there are types and shadows throughout Scripture. God uses the power of his word is so multi-layered. That's why it's important that you've got to study the word. Somebody say study it. You've got to study it, and I've taught you that studying the word means that I have to look at the context of, of the scripture. Who was God talking to? I need to look at the time period that it was being spoken in. And if we don't begin to go through these things and even look at the original language that scriptures were written in, we're going to miss out on certain layers. This is why people in churches around the world have been misinterpreting scriptures for decades, if not centuries, because we have taken verses out of context. Right? It, it's, like, it's like if I, if you were in a conversation and I was just to take one little audio clip of you, a snippet, and to send that out. And, and, and I was to send that one little snippet out, someone could hear that one snippet and get an idea of the conversation that wasn't true if they did not have the full context. Are you getting this today? I mean, especially if you're around me, you might get a snippet and you can really use that for something. But if you don't have the, the, full, the full context of what was being said in that moment, you end up missing out on it so look at your neighbor and say study the word here's the truth that I have to give you it is not my job to study for you <laughs> Uh, you actually become, uh, you benefit from the overflow of my study time, but it's your job to study for yourself so that you can comprehend what God is saying to you. And today we're dealing again with the table at supper time. Now the table, the table is very, very interesting because it, it, it's, a, it's a key place in the lives uh, of humans. It's a key place in the lives of, of human beings as we walk this earth. But I think it's important that you realize because nothing set there at any just haphazardly it's a reason why God said supper time he, he didn't say morning time he didn't he didn't say it was afternoon he said supper supper time why would he put that there your next level of understanding the word is to ask why why is that place there? Supper time. Supper time, according to the context of this scripture, has to do with a dark time, evening time. Are you rocking with me so far? So the table is set in the context of darkness. 
Let's deal with this. So many of us need to understand that the revelation of the table is necessary in our lives in this season. Because if America's ever been in a dark moment, it is in one now. Talk to me, church. Uh, there is darkness moving all around us. There is dark things happening in our nation. There are dark that we are living in a dark context and one of the things that's going to cause for people to be able to come and to survive not just survive but even thrive in a dark context is that they're going to need a table they're going to need a table a place to come to to be resourced and to be given the nourishment that they need in order to go to the next level they need a table they need a table in their life if you're going to make it through this dark season you cannot do it by yourself you cannot do it alone you gotta find the right table take a seat and let God minister to your heart and your soul for you to become what you need look at your neighbor say you need a table you need a you need a table so the table is set in a dark time and that should be encouraging to some of you because some of you right now feel like you're in a dark season you can sit there and look all spiritual if you want to the reality is you were having conversations with God just yesterday about how dark you feel everything is. Uh, that you were having conversations with God or how you feel like your money is in a dark season talk to me here feeling like your relationships are in a dark season feeling like you feeling like things around you and your household is in a dark season but God says I've got a solution for every dark season I've got a solution for you stay seated at the table I'll get there um, at the table. So, so what does the table represent? Now, before I tell you scripturally or biblically in the context of this verse what the table means, let's talk about what the table means to you. Um, some of us, it means nothing. And the reason why it means nothing is because in the family context of America in 2017, we don't use tables. Uh, we don't have dinner around the table anymore. You can look at me like that if you want to. The majority of us do not. The reality is you, you eat at your bed. I got to deal with your natural context first because if I don't deal with your natural context, you're going to miss the spiritual because you're going to see through the lens of how you live and how you operate. So I got to pull all that back and then drop the revelation on you. I have to deal with your context of the table. Some of us, we do not even, we don't gather together as a family. In the 60s, 70s, even the 80s, people begin to gather around the table and eat dinner. Some of you are like, really? I mean, huh? Yeah, they gathered around the table and had dinner with one another. And they even begin, imagine this, discuss their day and find out how everybody was doing. Instead of coming in the house and immediately running to rooms. Talk to me in here because we have a wrong context of the table. Let me tell you, let me go just a little bit further with your context of the table some of you hate the table because the table reminds you of the holiday times with your family hello lights and the truth is that many of us hate you cringe Thanksgiving you cringe Christmas the fact that you gotta come around the table with your family members make some of you literally sick to your stomach Y'all gonna act like that today, like you don't know what I know what I'm talking about? 
uh, some of you, some of you get to a place where you like, my God, and you late on purpose. Two hours, two and a half hours late. Dinner was supposed to start, and you you come in here flouncing your tail, and y'all quiet. Uh, you know, you come in here on super late. I got I got that one sister. She always late for, for every time, every holiday. And you gotta understand that you gotta be in a place. She getting better. Bless her heart. You gotta get into a place where you gotta make up your mind that guess what? I've gotta change my perspective of the table. Are you getting this today? I got I got to change my perspective of what the table looks like and what happens at the table. Many of us don't understand that the table is a place of uncomfortability. Because what happens at the table? I want you to write this down. This is what happens at the table. People and destinies intersect. People and destinies intersect at the table. And because people and destinies intersect at the table, at the table, that means there's a lot of diversity. And I know diversity is the core value of kingdom culture, but some of us don't really like diversity. What we want is everybody to be like us. So what we want to create is a church of clones. What we prefer is a bunch of people around the table that always share the same ideas. Because we do not like the uncomfortability of community building, y'all. Y'all gonna act like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We do not like the uncomfortability of community because in community, it forces me to learn you and to grow with you. Now, I've been preaching for... For a lot of years, since I was 16, I've been in church 36 years. That's my whole life, which means that I understand some things about church. When it gets all Catholic and Presbyterian like it is right now in this building, that means really quiet. That means that I am all up and down your street and that I'm dealing with you right now. Because some of you think you can survive by being a loner. And some of you think you can survive by being in but still out. You quiet in here, but I'm going to preach anyhow. Some of you think you can survive by being in a place but not in a place some of you think you can survive by acting like you're in a place but you're not in it but i want you to know you're in the wrong table for that because at this table baby we got eyes and we can see you and it's important for you to know we want to help you to grow and to move into the uncomfortability of community okay god wants you to be uncomfortable that's the word for you today I dealt with the prophetic team yesterday. I told them two things, and I want you to get this today as well. You got to understand God wants your discomfort. He's with your discomfort. He's for your discomfort. Your decisions in life, I want you to write this down. Your decisions in life have the possibility of derailing your destiny. Your decisions in life have the possibility of derailing your destiny. And guess what? Not everything has the ability to be restored. I know you think so, but I want you to know some stuff, when you miss it, you missed it. My spiritual father came in January of this year. He spoke to this house. He said, if you step out of line, this is not the year to do it. Because if you step out of line, there will be no restoration. You could say goodbye. Are y'all in here today? It was a sign to us, even as a house, to be very careful of how we handle the table. Are you in here? Y'all quiet on me today. I don't know what this is. Uh, uh, but but, but you've you got to be clear. I at least need my front row. Did y'all read that sign? I at least need my front row to say something. It is important for you to understand that God wants to bring you into a place 
of uncomfortability. So when your decisions have the possibility to derail destiny, there's two things that can happen for you in your decisions. Okay? I want to talk about, I want to talk about discomfort, and then I want to talk about disruptions. Discomfort and disruptions, okay? Now, they will be really similar to you if you're not careful and you don't pay attention, but I want you to pay attention. Discomfort. God will bring discomfort to your life by the decisions that you make according to coming in agreement with him. Wait, what do you mean, Apostle? I mean, coming in agreement with God can cause discomfort to come to your life. Now, I got to help some people because you feel like you're out of the will of God because you're in discomfort. So I, I want to deal, I want to I just break up your fantasy mindset. And your fantasy mindset, you have an idea on how the will of God looks for your life. He didn't necessarily tell you that. You got an idea. <laughs> he said, I'm going to give you the money to start the business. So then you start dreaming. And you're like, I see it. It's a million dollars. God's going to give me a million dollars to start. And you start telling everybody, girl, <laughs> the Lord told me, I'm going to give you a million dollars. No, he did not. He said, I'm going to give you the money to start this business. You, you went around and you told everybody, it's coming, girl. I'm about to be a millionaire. I'm about to tell you, don't worry. You don't got to worry about your bills. Don't pay your, don't pay your rent for a year, girl. I got you. Because this million about to come, the Lord told me. You got your friends broken waiting for your million of dollars that ain't coming because God never told you that. All he told you was, I'm going to give you the money to start the business. And you've got to get to a place where you come. I wish you hit somebody that look annoyed by this word and tell them, come out of fantasy land. I, I want sober people in my church. I need to help you be sober. Some of you drunk on fantasy. You drunk on fantasy. You can't discern between what God told you and what you made up yourself. You can't discern between what God said to you and what you drink. You wished upon a star. Come on. You, you, you hope to go somewhere. Somewhere over the rainbow. Come on back, friends. I need you to get sober today. I'm trying to shake somebody. So discomfort comes in obedience to his word. Ask Paul. Pastor Paul said, Pastor Paul said, I was beaten. <laughs> he said, shipwrecked. He said, naked. The man said, they let me out there with no clothes on. Have mercy, Paul. He said, I was naked. All of this stuff, look at this, for the cause of Christ. Oh, my God. So you mean to tell me that I can obey God and in obeying God, it could end up that I end up in a discomfort. I end up in uncomfortable places. I end up in a place that don't feel so great. Yes, because he allowed the discomfort to come to make you into what he wanted to make. Yeah. But then some of our decisions, you have gotten it mixed up. It's not the discomfort of heaven. It is the disruptions of hell. It's the disruptions of hell. And your decision, if you're not careful, you'll feel like they're the same thing. Let me help you with this. How do I tell a, dis a discomfort from heaven or a disruption from hell? Peace. <laughs> it may be uncomfortable, but if I really search the thing out, there's some peace in it. And you're like, well, 
Pastor Sherman, I don't understand. How in the heck do you have peace in the midst of discomfort? That's, you, you're missing it. That's what peace is for. I told you before, if you didn't have a storm, there would be no need of peace. Peace, there's no purpose for it. There's no plan for it if there is no storm. But when you're in the discomfort, when you're in the uncomfortable place, bam, there's peace to say you're in the right zone. Peter, step out of this boat and step out on an unstable situation. You mean, to obey you means that I might have to step on something that has the ability to take me down. You mean to obey you means that it's possible that I may drown. Y'all, 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 you're missing this. Because you got to understand it's risky business obeying God. I need you to look at somebody look like they want some Popeye's chicken and a biscuit with honey and tell them, listen, you got to take some risk in God. I'm saying this because some of you came to the table. I said all that to bring you to this. Some of you came to the table and started feeling like you're at the wrong table because you're uncomfortable. You, you start feeling like, oh, I must be at the wrong table. I didn't, ha I didn't have this till I came to the table called Kingdom Culture. First of all, you're a lying half. You've been a masturbator your whole life. It was just hitting until you came here. You were smoking weed and hair, taking heroin before you ever came here. You just, it was just, you know, set down. Y'all ain't said nothing. It was just dormant. But then when you came here, the light came on. Y'all don't want to work in here. It just might have been that the other table you was at had no light. So you had to get to the right table that had light on it. And when you came into the light, all your demons started running like cold roaches inside of a ghetto apartment. Roaches run when the lights come on. Y'all quiet in here. I said roaches run when the light come on. And sometimes what you need is a light to switch on in your life to make you aware of what was already there. Um, got to the table and felt uncomfortable, Darylin. Felt uncomfortable at the table. So some of us are contemplating leaving the table right now. Because you're uncomfortable. If you just go on and put your guard down, let God deal with your little demons of unforgiveness, with your old bitter self. Ah, let God get up in there holding grudges. Y'all ain't saying nothing in here. Get into it. I tell you, I can't stand this demon. I can't stand a demon. I'm going to deal with it today, Pastor Jacquette. You can beat me about it later. I'm going to deal with it up here on this day. I don't understand how you go to a church and don't speak to the pastor. I'm confused. If they walk by you, you don't say nothing. You act like you ain't seen them. You act like we've been together all week long. Yes, I am saying this on this mic because I paid for it. That's some crazy stuff. No, I'm not talking. We on the side of the room, so don't all of y'all come talking to me after church because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm talking about I walk right by you. You saw me. Halfway looked me in my eye. It didn't say a thing. I'm trying to help you. Because some of us are missing out. Let me tell you, God's not forcing you to take, sit at a table that you've refused to eat from. Is this thing going? 
God's not, God told me to stay. You a lie and a half. And if he did tell you to stay, then you need to start eating. Is this good to anybody in here? All right. The table. Somebody say the table. What happens at the table is the intersection of lives and destinies, Bria. The intersection of lives and destinies happen at the table. So I'm forced to connect. Let's keep it real. Most of y'all did not join this church because of any of these people. Some, some of you did, but most of you not because of any of these people you're sitting with. You were like, that did not, you know, it, come on. It just didn't. You know, some of you, they helped bring you here, but the majority of you, you, you did not, right? You, you came here for Jesus, number one, but a lot of us, this may seem arrogant to some of you, you came because of good leadership. You heard good teaching, you heard good preaching. I should have got a couple of other amens in there. Uh, you, 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 you saw good development. <laughs> oh, scary. Uh, you should have saw, you, you, you experienced some stuff that awakened you and said, this is where I'm supposed to be. But it's just like Jesus and the disciples, right? I told you before, they said yes to Jesus, but they didn't say yes to each other, but they were forced to. forced to get to know you I got a will I got the right to say yes or no but hear what I'm saying I'm put into a position to get to know so this is what comes in I hear you Lord this is what the concept of honor must be at the table now unless you think that I'm talking about me you're missing it I got a whole lot of honor flowing for me that's not my concern my concern is for the honor in the black and brown chairs. It's not, it's not for the people on the front row. It's not, it's, not, it's not for the people who are holding a mic in their hand. I'm concerned about your ability to honor the people. How about the people whose name you don't know? I like this message. Uh, yeah. how, 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 how about the people who you don't really even know you never talked to before? Do you have the ability to honor them? Where did this stuff birth out of? Unfortunately, a lot of this dysfunctionality at the table birthed right up out of your family. At the table, at a lot of our families, how you doing? I'm good. Liar. You're actually angry. Some of us are angry with people at the table at our family dinner table. And we think that, that, that we think that it is good to keep secrets and to stay quiet. This message is hard to preach in here today. It is important that you understand that the dysfunctionality of your natural table, if we don't deal with it, you're not going to be able to receive the spiritual one. You're not going to be able to receive what God's trying to do with you at the table because at your own table in your family, y'all don't like one another. I don't take it personal that you don't like me. You don't like your mama. And she birthed you out. So, I mean, what could I expect? <laughs> Y'all don't hear me, idiot. Am I helping anybody? If I am, just say, yes, sir, keep preaching. And it's important. 
important for you to see the right side is with me. I don't know what y'all doing over here on the left, but the right side over here is with me. You've got to understand that God wants to make you uncomfortable, but you've got to settle in it and do the work. You've got to do the work that has to be done at the table. That means that the work looks like this. You got to put your wall down. You got to receive wisdom. You got to realize maybe you don't know all the ins and out of your life. And maybe sometimes you need to hear from some other perspective to be able to cause for you to grow somebody, say the table. It's the place where destinies and lives intersect. Your walls should come down at the table. Okay, I've done that enough. So you need to deal with, go do some heart searching and find out where is my dysfunctionality concerning the table. Do I have any? Maybe you don't. Maybe you're good. Maybe you love the table. Maybe everybody's just so open and vulnerable and you talk and community's built really greatly at your table, at your family. Maybe. Hey, who am I to say that you don't have that? Maybe you have it. But the majority of y'all, <laughs> that's it here right now need a little so work me too a little so work in order to be able to handle the spiritual table that God is bringing to your life okay so what happens at the table okay intersecting of lives and destiny but what is available at the table something I want to give you I want you to write this down there is resource at the table Okay. the Bible says that he didn't just have any old kind of supper he had a great supper the word great, if you will study it out, is talking about the level of resource that's available to the supper. The level of resource that's available to the supper. What does the table represent in the spirit? The table represents two things. The kingdom and the church. The kingdom of God and the church. Notice this very quickly. There are two separate things. The church is not the kingdom. Kingdom is not the church. This is why a lot of people are not impacting the world because you think all of your gifts are supposed to only operate in what you call the church, four walls. So we are actually not functionally changing the world because we only activate our gifts when we come inside of four walls and we don't use our gifts, amen Sherman. We don't use our gifts outside of here because we think that God wants us to have a church worldview, but God wants you to have a kingdom worldview. The church is the expression of the kingdom in the earth. It is not the kingdom and church is not just a place you go church is what you are the bible says that the church is the ecclesia the called out ones you have been called out of darkness how about this to go back in darkness <laughs> y'all missed it you have been called out of brokenness to go in to help broken people you have been called out of sipping and tipping and y'all and whatever else you're doing so you can go in and help some people that's in this. Are you understanding this? Somebody say, at the table, at the table, at the table. So, so, so God, God is bringing you to a place of understanding what the table represents. So at the table, in the kingdom, in the house of God, there is resource. There are two things that if you study Luke chapter 14 that is clear that's being given out because I'll get into it later in the series but what I love about Luke chapter 14 is that it's all about acceptance it's all about that everybody 
has, has, has place at the table. No matter who you've been, no matter how long you've been that way, no matter, no matter, no matter who, who, who made you that way or who helped you get that way, God still says, come to the table. Isn't that beautiful? Now, some of y'all should have shouted hallelujah right there because, I mean, you know you got some issues and some problems, but you ought to be happy that even in the spot of my issues and my problems, I still got a seat at the table. I still got an invitation to be at the table. Well, what's at the table? Here it is. Here are the resources that are at the table. There's many there. But two I'm going to highlight today, mercy, mercy and grace. I got to deal with this real quick. There should not be a table in America without mercy. What the heck is mercy? Mercy is deliverance from judgment. I got to deal with this. Because many tables across America are full of judgment and lack mercy. That before a person even has time to dawn in the doors, we have already put our assessment of who they are. Mm. So because my dress may be fitted a certain way, you already came into a mentality that I am the kind of person that sleeps around. You've already, you've already come into an understanding of what I do and, and how I behave. And you come up with your assumptions. You come up with your ideas. And you come up with your plan, your ways of thinking concerning me. But what you've got to understand is that God wants to get rid of judgment and wants to insert mercy. Are you here today? He wants to get the houses of God, the tables of across America to say whoever you are, wherever you've been, and no matter how long you've been there, there is room for you at the table. We'll accept you. Drug addict, come on in. Whoremonger, come on in. Liar, come on in. There is space for you at the table, and the resource of mercy is available. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, how you did it. He says, mercy says that, guess what? I pardon the judgment. My God, I get rid of the judgment. I am able now to block the judgment because mercy is flowing where? At the table. That's why everybody got to get them a good table. You got to find the right table. There is no perfect table, but there is a table that's perfect for you. Hello, somebody. There is no perfect church, but there is a place that is perfect for you. And God has assigned you to that table to receive what God wants to get you. And when you get into the right table, man, mercy will start flowing you'll be messed up you'll be out of your mind you'll be in places and when you down when you're at the right table that mercy will flow and say it doesn't matter what you've been and some of you the devil done beat you down so much you can barely listen to this today because the enemy has put condemnation all over you and made you feel down and low because you did something today yesterday or the other day and so you felt like God has pushed you away or God no longer wants you but I've got a message for somebody today that's in a hard place mercy is is real and it's available in the house of God it's available at the table I said mercy is available to you not only mercy grace grace is bigger than God's unmerited favor it's bigger than that it is it is God's ability to do a thing it is God's ability to do a thing are you getting this today God's ability to do a thing. You've got to grab in a hole. Hold it, guys. I was saying no. Thank you. Go back up. That's why my hand went like that. Thank you. Y'all back to the message? So it's important 
for you to grab a hold of and to understand that God wants grace to flow. Somebody say grace. God's divine ability to do a thing. So this is what the enemy's plan is, to get you wrapped up in your humanity. To make you feel limitations of your humanity. To make you feel the limitations of humanity rather than feeling the divinity that's been released to you through grace. So, so the, the, when you get to the right table, you start sitting at that table, and when you get to that table, man, you start eating at that table, you end up leaving out like, boy, I can go take over the world. I'm about to, Lord Jesus, I'm about to rip my whole community to shreds. I mean, I'm about to, I mean, I'm about to start this. Who can I call? I mean, what can I do? I need to call my mama right now and apologize. I've been acting a fool every Thanksgiving. Lord help me. And some, some of y'all, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? You got God's divine ability came on you. It came on you to strengthen you to do the things that you could not do inside of your humanity. When grace starts flowing, divinity starts flowing and begins to move in and through your humanity. You get it? At the table. Somebody say at the table. So, so the first thing we get at the table is resource. Here's the second thing we get at the table. We get this room at the table. But the Bible says that he sent the servant out and he told him to bring many in. Many in. I got to deal with this because when you understand that there's room at the table, you'll stop trying to feel like you got to fight for your gift to be seen. You, you stop really acting as if, you know, trying to see me, doing see me stuff. Are y'all in here today? You know, acting funny just so somebody can ask you how you're doing. Slow down, Sherman. Uh, uh, doing things just to get attention because it's this idea of see me. Everybody say see me. But when you understand there's room for all of us, when there's room for all of us at the table, that means that I'm not intimidated by your gifting. I'm not moved by what you do. You can be great and I can be great. I wish somebody would say there's room. There is room at the table. You can be wonderful and I can be wonderful. You can be called and I can be called. You can walk in power and I can walk in power because there's room for all of us at the table. There's room for you and there's room for your issues too, man. We got a seat reserved for you and your issues. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They're going to usher you in right to the table. A seat for you and your problems. We got room at the table. The crab mentality in the world says that in order for me to go higher, I have to pull you down. But what if we begin to build a table that people have mutual honor where they had mutual commitment to one another to see each other go up together. Some of this came out of family dysfunctions from your siblings where you only felt like there was only room for one to be celebrated. I know it's sober in here today. So you felt like your mom liked your brother or your sister better than you. And it seemed like they gave them all of the attention and they only celebrated them. And so you felt like now as you become grown and now you're in the Lord, you begin to let that pass on where you feel like only one can be celebrated at one time. But what if you begin to shift? 
and you begin to understand that God has created a table where all of us have a seat at and there's enough for all of us to eat that he's giving us grace he's giving us mercy God is placing his table at the forefront of America and saying that I want the Church of America again to open his heart to receive any and everyone to have a seat at the table and to experience what God has available to them. I need you to lift your hands. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for the power of acceptance. Thank you for creating a space for us at the table. Come on, just take the next 60 seconds and just begin to worship him real quick. Thank you for a place. Thank you for a place at the table. Thank you for a place to call home. We hope that you enjoyed this message. We would love for you to come worship with us here again at Kingdom Culture Worship Center. We are all about being real people, serving a real God, and changing lives. Have a blessed week.